0: And welcome to the Weather of the Mind podcast I'm your host Doug Krish And we are back We've been disrupted a little bit By Corona times But Hey we're back today I gotta say there's a lot to tell you A lot to share that's gone down in the last Two weeks or so This is a tough April This is a really tough April in upstate New York Perhaps a lot of the northeast I don't know But what happens is I'm I'm recording and I live in Ithaca and Ithaca is about halfway between the Great Lakes and the coast and it seems that some Aprils the warm weather comes up the coast and we have days in the 60s and 70s and The trees bloom and everything comes back to life really early in the month of April but other years like this year it seems that the the weather from the Great Lakes, a lot of overcast, cool, 45 degree, breezy days blow in some years all April. And this is one of those this has been one of those Aprils. I'm recording this on May 4th, so we are through. But April it really is a, it really is a tough month like I said last podcast because it has. It messes with your expectations. It messes with your hopes. You get one day where it's 65 and you think, Oh, thank goodness I made it. And then, boom! It's 30 and it's snowing a little bit that night. And the next day is overcast. Then we had days where it was drizzly and 45 seemingly for days and days and days. This April that just had passed was very, very surreal space for me. And for better or worse, sometimes I I like to go with the flow in a Taoist sense. And when I say a Taoist sense, I mean in a nature-based sense. Looking at nature as as the cue. Looking at nature as the great creator. Nature as the one that sets in motion the ebbs and flows of our life. So sometimes when things happen to us, you might want to resist and there might be a time for resisting but other times when things happen times you just decide to just accept it and just it almost feels like in April I was tumbling in the waves it's like when you're surfing or bodyboarding or body surfing you're in the ocean and you're paddling out to catch a wave and you ride a wave and the wave crashes and sometimes you're tumbling around in the water and if it's, the wave's big enough, you're really tumbling. But you rise up to the surface eventually. You just don't resist. You just tumble around like you're in a big washing machine and pop up to the surface. Just try to keep calm. You'll pop back up to the surface. Well, sometimes times in our lives, and for me, certainly this really most of the month of April, I felt like I was just tumbling. It's like I would wake up in the morning kind of... Emotionally exhausted and confused, and and you and the and the wave stops crashing you, and you look up, and you catch your breath, and there's another wave coming. It's one of the scariest and most exciting feelings of my life is that is that feeling of fear uh, of the next set of waves when you've already been tumbling. So I, I kind of feel. In a way, this past month has been like that, that tumbling, that tumbling. Another way to look at it that I've mentioned before is kind of like our lives are like snow globes and they get shaken up. Things shake us up. And it's so shaken up that you can't even see to the other side of the snow globe. But eventually, it calms. Eventually, the snow settles out. Eventually, you can see clearly. But for some reason, in April, it's almost like every day that snow globe was getting getting shaken, shaken, shaken up. And when I sat down to try to think about the podcast, it's almost every day I would have a different set of ideas. There was no traction. There was no purchase from one day to the next. It's been a very unusual, almost like a dream state, these past few weeks, this past month. I mean, right now... We're starting into basically our eighth week, give or take, of lockdown times. And it's still unclear when it will end, how it will end, what the rest of this year is going to look like. So we got to find ways to be calm. We got to find ways to catch our breath. So I kind of started seeing this relationship between focus. How do we we harness focus? How do we harness self-discipline to cut through the chaos, to cut through the confusion? I've talked a lot about foundations. What are your five foundations? And can you write them on your wall or on a paper on your wall so you remember them? Foundations that you can engage every day that can keep you grounded, that can keep you connected that can allow some foundation of which you can build off. Hopefully we can find some calmness in which we can focus and still work on things and feel things that we want to feel. So this morning, I woke up calm and not distressed in any way. And it was like a vacation. And I have to credit it to rituals and self-discipline. Now, rituals and self-discipline have not always been strong every day but the last few days I really I really bared down on Friday t- today's May 1st all right there's a new start you got to get out and hike you got to get out and hike I don't care if you're not motivated you got to get out the door and like most things it's just about getting started because once we get started we kind of drift into it so don't don't We don't have to stress ourselves up about, oh, I need to do a a five mile this or a ten mile this or a two mile this. No. Just get out the door. Put on your headphones if you need. Just get walking. Get walking. Get moving. And then allow the walk to, to guide us. Allow the walk to take care of us. Trust in that ritual. And that's why it's good to even have some set walking routes or biking routes. So you don't have to think too much about it. You just get out the door. Get out the door. So I got out the door on Friday and went for a good hike. Still did not feel great, but kept on cooking healthy meals. Cooked a big batch of Ethiopian red lentils and some nice basmati rice. On Saturday, took the mountain bike out, had a really good evening spin. And Saturday and Sunday, the weather really improved around here. More more seasonal. 60s, even into the 70s on Sunday. Sunday my ritual these days is wake up, listen to breakfast with the Beatles for a few hours, get a little music in my life, sing a bit, and then and then cook. Cook some really good meals on Sunday and have a long have a long bike ride a long, or a long hike. So yesterday I cooked cornbread, made some black beans with some cut up some fresh ramps from the woods that were given to me as a gift. Cut up some fresh ramps, made some black beans, a little bit of garlic, a little bit of red pepper in there, a little bit of cumin, made some brown rice and cornbread, and had some nice salsa and some salsa. And that was a proper feast. But before I enjoyed that feast, I got on my road bike and really needed to, really need to sweat. Really need to push myself. Really need to feel. Feel my body, you know, something about pushing yourself physically and mentally. I was supposed to just go out there and get a few miles and loosen up the legs, but I couldn't resist the desire to climb a hill. And the hills around, I live in a valley, so pretty much every direction you eventually hit a hill. And the hill I climbed, at least a mile long and a pretty good pitch, so... You're, you're focused, you're pushing yourself, you're, you're digging into some res- reserves, emotional and physical reserves to get up that hill and to wrestle with yourself, to, to have to push yourself to keep going, come on, you can make up this hill, just go, stroke, 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 keep on moving, keep on moving, to push yourself, to focus, to, to really focus your energy into this physical activity to getting up this hill. There's something very powerful in that. And when you reach the top and you crest it and you start hitting flat surface again, you're on top of this hill and you're looking out and you see the sky and the lake. So I get home from my bike ride, my body's exhausted. I'm exhausted. Got out there for, I don't know, hour and a half maybe. And come home and have a really nice feast. And just relax, and sit on the porch, enjoy my food. And today, I wake up feeling like, hey, there's some optimism flowing through the system. So I'm deciding exactly, you know, how much do I continue to go with the flow of this time, and how much do I start to rebuild? I guess rebuilding is sort of like a phase two. It's realizing that some version of this experience this lockdown, this shutdown time is going to go on for a few months, if not all of 2020. I don't expect to bartend anytime soon. So it's time to kind of, um, you know, build and, you know, keep on building those rituals, build, build a new week that works. So looking back on my April, as you know, I, I chart my emotions, which means every day I, the evening, I write down three numbers from negative 10 to positive 10 that represent my day and this past week if I look at the numbers the week was a negative 60 week meaning that you got three numbers a day seven days a week about 20 21 numbers a week so if you have negative 60 you average about a negative three which doesn't sound so bad but it's a pretty tough week if I look back I've charted now for 205 weeks just over, uh, just short of four years And that, this past week, that negative 60 was, I think it was my seventh lowest week in four years. So, what's interesting about charting is it gives you just another lens to understand. Understand what you're going, understand what I'm going through, understand what you're going through. Uh, I had a friend this week tell me they were having trouble with their two-year-old and putting the two-year-old to sleep. You've heard this story before, every night's a struggle. It's chaos, it's a power battle, it's not fun for anybody, it's exhausting. And what I tell her is very similar to what I tell myself. Ritual, ritual, ritual. Little kids thrive on consistency and ritual. Not every moment of their day, but the rituals are the structures. This is what guides our days. Is this something that we can rely upon? Knowing that at 6.30 we have dinner and at 7 we wash and put our pajamas on and at 7.30 we read in bed and at 8 o'clock we go to sleep. For the last, from once you hit that dinner starting, the child will begin to know what the next few hours looks like. Consistency, consistency is so important. But my point is that I look at us as adults, as, as still, the child still exists within us. As we age, we, we add layers to ourselves. So many of the feelings and the thoughts and the patterns of experiencing life continue. And the desire for consistency and ritual and being able to rely on certain people and certain things is really important to us at any age in our life. So as, as we deal with this fog, this haze, this confusion, let's still try to think about rituals. Let's think about self-discipline and how just doing something consistently every day, even if it's wake up, brew that coffee, make that bowl of oatmeal, and just sit with your notebook and just have a half an hour of quiet time just to just give that to yourself. Without all the distractions, without all the chaos, without the news. And then in the afternoon or the evening, if we can go for a walk or a bike. Just give us those two times a day that are just our calm, our gift, to ourselves. And we'll find that those calm moments can really be foundations. Foundations. So much to share. I want to let you know a few things. One is that I really appreciate you spending the time with me. I appreciate being here with you in this space, and I hope that you forgive me for taking some time to myself to kind of calm down and figure out what's going on. I am not sure what the next few weeks looks like. I hope to go back to the weekly podcast, but we're going to play things by ear. Know that I'm just trying to live and learn as usual. And I'm always there for you guys. If you ever need to email me, if you have questions, if you have ideas for the show, what you want to hear, if you questions in your life, weatherofthemind at gmail.com. Send me an email anytime. I'm always there for you. Secondly, I now have been painting a lot and sharing my photographs from my hikes and walks and that's over Instagram and that's at weather of the mind. So a few ways to reach me. I encourage you to share the podcast with those who might appreciate this sort of thing as we continue to reflect on you know broadly emotional health, emotional education how do we grow as individuals and families how do we prioritize emotional health in a way that allows us to really build foundations for healthy lives foundations little little foundations here and there little rituals if you're interested in checking out the old episodes you can go to weatherofthemind.org there's also some charts there available for download and I really hope you can check out my paintings. And I'll put some of the paintings up on the website soon as well. It's been really beautiful to realize that my mind is not in a place where I can focus or produce or share in the same way that I used to. But there's something else. There's, there's other things percolating and bubbling within me. So what I've taken to is Is having the evenings where I just listen to the music and paint and maybe paint sketch it out paint let it dry paint some more this is all watercolors and let this process go you know for a few hours and this is a few nights a week so it's been really really special and healing and grounding and growing I'm learning new skills. I'm developing uh, skills in another medium. I'm feeling that painting, I'm allowed to kind of wander within myself and let things evolve on a, a more subconscious level. And, and it, it's really just fascinating. I, I can't encourage you enough to engage art in some way, in some way. And if it seems overwhelming, just go to YouTube. And look up any sort of guidance you need for any sort of art project is there to get you going, to get you rolling. All right, thoughts and prayers. Much love. Please drop me a line. I'm still in semi-isolation. Be well. Have a great day. (laughs) Bye-bye.